It is indeed time for our medical report, Sunrise Wellness Center. Indeed, uh, check out the site. Everything you hear on this program, you don't hear anyone else in the media. Vital. Sunrise Wellness Center, li.com. Sunrise Wellness uh, Center, li.com. Uh, and of course, you can get a free consult with a good man here, 631-563-1444. Uh, the aforementioned Dr. Ronald Sinagra. Back from his turkey feast. Hope you had a good one, my friend. Welcome. Ah, good morning, Jay. And yes, I did yourself. Had a good one. Lot of, well, lot of food look- flowing at my kid's house on Thursday, son's house Thursday. Watching football and everything else. Just, Jack, what can I tell you? Well, that's what I wanted to bring today's topic in about. Uh, I figured after that feast... I would bring everybody back to reality with uh, a discussion on the greatest health problem facing this nation. And what do you think it is, statistically? Um, I would say, statistically, the greatest health crisis right now, I would say uh, our diets, our obesity-type situation in this country we have. Type 2 diabetes. Very good. You nailed it. And, you know, I think a lot of the listeners, I, each week I want to try to I try to bring a different perspective and, and clarify uh, in the listeners' minds so they can understand, you know, certain issues a little uh, with more clarity. How's that? A little better. Say that a little bit better. Uh, and I want to discuss type 2 diabetes. Now, Jay, 38 million Americans, or 1 in 10, suffer from type 2 diabetes. The other problem is 40% of U.S. adults from 18 to 44 have insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome, which is another term for it. And metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance is the primary precursor to type 2 diabetes. Hmm. So it's a massive problem. And I want to explain the difference between type 1 and type 2. A lot of people may not understand that. Type, Type 1 diabetes is very different from type 2. Type 1 diabetes is when your pancreas does not produce insulin. Now, insulin is a hormone that regulates the amount of glucose or sugar in the blood. So insulin is the needed hormone to allow glucose to pass out of the bloodstream to the needed tissues and cells. So in type 1 diabetics, you cannot produce insulin. The pancreas is not functioning. So your bloodstream is loaded with glucose, but it can't get out. So you have high glucose in the blood, and yet your tissues and cells are starving for it. So that is the big difference because you don't have enough insulin. So type 1 diabetics require outside insulin through injections, or now they have the pump, uh, to provide the needed insulin. The, many people don't realize this. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. Uh, and you know how I always discuss autoimmunity. Yeah. Uh, the, the person's actual immune system is what destroyed the beta cells in the pancreas that produced the insulin. Um, and about 1.6 million Americans have type 1, as opposed to 38 million with type 2 and the 40% with uh, insulin resistance, which is about 60 million. So if those 60 million end up becoming 
type 2 diabetics, we're up around 90 million. I mean, that's insane. Uh, and, you know, they've always said that uh, if we ever get universal health care, that type 2 diabetes would probably bankrupt the nation. Well, considering we're almost bankrupt now, that's, uh, that's not too hard yeah, to fathom. Yeah. But the thing with type 2 diabetes that's the most frustrating, it's an overconsumption problem. And, Jay, we caused this. Um, and, and let me explain. For a lot of people, they don't realize what happened. Uh, if you look at uh, of Jones Beach in the 60s, early 70s, uh, everyone was lean. Uh, you look at people now, you go to the food court in the mall, obesity is a massive problem. But in 1977, the USDA, USDA, excuse me, led by a Senate Select Committee, uh, that was led by Senator George McGovern. You remember him? He ran for president. Ran for president from South Dakota. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he they, they changed the U.S. dietary guidelines to include a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. And this was a failed attempt to deal with heart issues like arterial sclerosis because heart issues and, and heart disease is the number one killer of Americans, and it still is. Uh, but in just 20 years... They destroyed the health of the nation. They started the insane war on fat, um, and you'll remember the fat-free fat. I remember Enterman's cakes, fat-free. Everything was fat-free. But what they did is when they made everything fat-free, they upped the carbohydrate content. And everyone started, you know, we, we, we started that war on fat, and, and we vilified the egg and red meat and butter and all these, all these good natural foods. And even gave us foods like margarine, which is not even a food. Margarine is not fit for human consumption. It, it, it's, it's toxic. It's, it's garbage. So they started this problem. Uh, excuse me. They, they started this whole fad of war on fat, and they increased our carbohydrate intake. And in 20 years, they turned us into an obese type 2 diabetic nation. And ironically, and here's the irony of it, that excess glucose in the in the bloodstream is so dangerous to the body, the body ships it to the liver, and your liver converts excess glucose into triglycerides. So when you get your blood work done and you get your lipids done, your cholesterol, triglycerides, HDLs, and LDLs, that's the panel. Triglycerides are not fat that you eat. It's a conversion of excess glucose. And it's a very strong indicator of heart disease. So if you have high triglycerides, that's not good. But they actually increased one of the major contributors to heart disease in their attempt to help heart disease, which is beyond comprehension. So we turned the nation into an obese type 2 di diabetic mess. And here's the problem. Uh, the number two problem, we just consume an insane amount of simple sugars and simple carbohydrates from bread, cake, cookies, bagels, pizza, pasta, ice cream, snacks, soda, juice, potatoes, rice, beer, fast food. I mean, if you look at the human diet now, or you look at the American diet, it's not fit for human consumption. No. We've created a world where... We live in a situation where we don't even provide human beings with a food supply that's fit for human consumption. 
And I've said this before, we have a food industry that doesn't care about health and a health industry that doesn't care about food. And the good news is, and the sad news on the same token, is that this is completely reversible. But our healthcare system doesn't focus on the cause. Well, what do they do? Like they always do. They come up with a medication for it, like metformin and now Ozempic, like we've talked about. And we're going to medicate you away. We're going to medicate your problems. Um, and they truly never teach the patient how to eat properly, so they really solve nothing. So you end up with a lot of people on medication for type 2 diabetes, and they're still eating a diet. So you, 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 they're swimming upstream because they're not eating the right diet. And it starts with understanding insulin resistance. Uh, so what is insulin resistance? When you eat so many carbs and your body produces so much insulin, your cells become resistant to insulin. The best analogy I can come up with is when you're a teenager, you, you know, you sneak a can of beer from dad and you get drunk on one can of beer. Now, a few years later, you're off of college and you can drink a six pack. Well, what happened? You got resistant to the alcohol. It's the same principle. We're consuming so many carbs, we're producing so much insulin, our cells now become resistant to our own alcohol, excuse me, become resistant to our own insulin, and we can't lower our glucose. We can't lower our blood sugar. So when we do a glucose blood test after 12 hours, your insulin should be able to lower your blood sugar to the sweet spot of 85 to 95. I think the medical range is up to 99, but the, the functional range, we like 85 to 95, just a little bit lower than that. Yeah. But if we run your blood and it comes back at 110, 125, 140, 240, I mean, I've seen over 350, you have insulin resistance. Now, the problem with this is, to ever lose weight and correct type 2 diabetes, you have to correct insulin resistance. And to do that takes time, and more importantly, it takes education. Meaning, you have to understand what you're going through to do this. In the beginning, you're gonna change your diet, and you're going to try to produce the least amount of insulin as possible. And you're gonna change your diet to a lower carb, medium, you know, medium range protein uh, and and uh, fat diet. So when you have insulin resistance, the problem is you're going to do that for a while and not see results. And this is when people get frustrated and they quit. And they say, "Heck with it! Give me the pizza! Give me the ice cream! Give me the beer! Give me the whatever it may be." So. A lot of people then will turn to fad diets or crash diets. And the problem with that is they're not sustainable. You, you know, the banana diet, the cabbage diet. I mean, if we locked you in the basement and, and, and gave you, you know, uh, very little food and water, we bring you up in 30 days, lo and behold, you, you know, you drop 25 pounds. But as soon as you go back to eating the way you normally eat, because you're you have instructed boat. on how to eat, it comes right back. And that's why when people come off of Nutrisystems or they come off of some of these, uh, you know, other diets, you always hear this, you know, Bill lost 80 pounds, next year Bill gained 90 pounds because they never taught Bill how to properly eat. And it goes down to understanding 
protein, fat, and carbs, insulin resistance, and when to eat and when not to eat. Now, to lower insulin resistance, you, you can't produce insulin. So the how do you not produce insulin? You don't eat. Well, Doc, I got to eat. You're right, you do. And that's where intermittent fasting comes in. And this is the power of intermittent fasting. Which you have basically uh, propelled in your conversations as a way to kind of be the antidote to all these other problems. Go ahead, Bob. Absolutely. So what you're doing when you intermittent fast, and for people that don't understand intermittent fasting, it's very simple. You, you start with an eight-hour window. Let's say nine to five. You don't put a morsel of food in your mouth before nine o'clock in the morning. You don't put a morsel in your food after 5 p.m. And that you can change that. You can make it 10 to 6. You can make it 11 to 6, whatever you want. But that means for 16 hours a day, you're not eating. That means for 16 hours a day, you're not producing insulin. Then you go back to the eight-hour window that you're eating, and you pick foods on the low end of the glycemic index, foods that produce the least amount of insulin, all in the attempt to reduce insulin resistance. Now, if you eat 100 calories of rice, your insulin will go through the roof. If you eat 100 calories of avocado, it's going to move very little because it's mostly fat. The only fat, the only food that doesn't really produce insulin when consumed is fat. But we don't have pure fat in our diet. We have fatty foods, red meats, eggs, um, salmon, things like that. Uh, you know, butter is, uh, is a lot of fat, some creams. But that's how that ketogenic diet works. We, we switch to a high-fat diet because yeah. it doesn't produce insulin. But what you want to do is you want to have 16 hours a day you're not producing insulin because you're not eating. And then in, in that eight-hour window, you're eating foods that are low on the glycemic index, vegetables, proteins, nuts, seeds, berries. You're eating like a paleo-Mediterranean-type diet. And that way, over time, you reverse your insulin resistance. And I always tell patients, I'm not only going to teach you how to eat, I'm going to teach you how to cheat. Because once you get your blood sugar down to normal, once you get your insulin resistance corrected, then you can have a cheat day. So all the things that we don't want you to eat, you say, Sunday, I'm having a bowl of pasta. Saturday night, I'm going out, I'm having alcohol. Saturday night, I'm going to go out with my kids. I'm going to a pizza party. I'm going to have ice cream. I'm, I'm going to go out and have, you know, Sunday morning, I'm going to have a bagel with cream cheese. So you, but you're learning, you learn when to do that. And then you, re, then you return right back to your normal eating patterns. And that's the difference between people that go on the crash diets. They don't know how, they start eating that way all the time again, and they never correct the problem. And that's why type 2 diabetes doesn't get corrected with metformin. It doesn't get corrected with Ozempic. Oh, the symptoms may change, and your blood sugar may go down, but your problems haven't been corrected. And they tend to come back. So the other thing we do is there are powerful supplements that can actually lower insulin resistance. Things like berberine, chromium picolinate, vanadyl sulfate, cinnamon, and there's a host of other ones um, that really can lower insulin resistance. So by teaching you how to eat, teaching you the concepts of intermittent fasting, using supplementation to lower insulin, you can completely reverse type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. The sad part is 
it's my most correctable problem and most people don't do it they just don't do it they don't have the will or the desire to do it um and it's sad because it's it's a it's a massive problem i remember listening to one doctor on a podcast he goes nothing destroys human health more than diabetes and high blood sugar i mean a a slow process that is just sitting there and because you know, it, it causes cardiovascular problems. It causes problems with hormones. It causes problems with your adrenal glands. I, I mean, it affects brain function. I mean, across the board, high blood sugar is just devastating. Um, so something that's so correctable, but yet it takes education, and you, and you need a coach. And and that's what we that's what that's where we come in. We guide people through this. We teach them how to eat. We set them up with the right diet. We give them a food journal. I go over their diet with them every week, and I show them where they're doing good and where they're not doing so good. And then we set them up with the right supplements, and we teach them about intermittent fasting. You can correct this. And if you do, you're going to add years to your life, and you're going to get that lean body that you desire. Um, You know, the fad diets... They're not sustainable. You can't do them forever. So, yeah, you can crash diet and lose some weight and look good for a few months if you've got a wedding coming up or, you know, it's bathing suit season coming up. And, but you can't sustain those diets. You've got to learn how to eat the right way. And then you've got to learn how to cheat so you can go out and still feel like, you, you know, I always tell everybody, it, when you do this right, it's like AA, but you can drink on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you learn how to eat right, you know, Sunday through Friday, and, and, and Saturday, Friday night and Saturday, or, or Saturday and Sunday, you can have the things that we don't want you to have on a daily basis. Um, and it really, really can correct problems and change lives. But you need the tools and you need the education. But most of all, you got to have the desire to want to do it. Um, and that's where, that, that's where people have to make the decision. You know, one of the reasons why you are on every week is because your information is second to none. You don't see that. You don't hear this anywhere else. You do not hear this uh, anywhere else, folks. And by the way, everything is uh, discussed is on the websites. So check it out. Sorry, as well, this com. And a lot of people, you know, talk to me during the week when we don't have you on. You know, during election time, we we had to take do a couple of things. Or when we shorten you, uh, they feel cheated. <laughs> I'm telling you, I get a lot of I get a lot of vitriol when Sinagra is not on uh, because well, that's nice to hear. Because well, I just, I, I just sure you know each week yeah. if I can bring a you know a, a health subject to the listeners and then just try to give them a little clarification. Now I'm sure people listening today didn't understand, may not have understood the difference between type one and type two, may not understand the difference between w- with insulin resistance um, and how to correct it and intermittent fasting. So if I could bring something to eat the listeners each week so they can walk away with a better understanding of a health issue, then I feel like, you know what, that was I did my job this week. Well, you did. You did. And especially when we are bombarded every five seconds, uh, by taking a pill on a TV commercial, uh, you know the information is uh, you know goes goes uh, hand in hand as far as what you're uh, giving out here. Uh, and this I, is know, the uh, time uh, of the year. Side, you know, before I one side note before I go, yeah. you know a lot of people are using these these uh, type two diabetes drugs for weight loss. 
just be careful, people. I, I mean, you I don't like the pancreas and the liver, and I, you know, I, I just got you know, and this I have no proof of this. I, you know, even though there's a lot of people on the internet are saying they have a lot of side effects to it, but I, I just got a feeling you're going to see one of those commercials in five or six years. Did you take this drug? You know, one of those, you know. Attorneys with a five thousand dollars suit on the on the on the TV saying, "If you took this drug, call this attorney for the class action lawsuit." It, you know, Jack Lane used to always say, "If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is." It is. It is. <laughs> I, listen, know, I don't never. Want, you don't want to mess with the pancreas. Listen, I never you, buy into that stuff. I've known people. I have family members who have tried this Ozempic stuff. They change on the fly. They tell you the side effects. As far as what's been, you know, this is this is an ongoing thing with those epic, right? They'll tell you they're on side effects. You know what? It's not natural, okay? And I think that's why there's so many issues here. Listen, I always say, I'm old school. You want to lose but weight? Think about that, Jay. If you're I'm taking old Ozempic you, and you, you really watch your weight by your watching what you eat and exercising, that's a surefire way. And it's natural. But a lot and of people healthy. now, they, they haven't gotten to the root cause, which is their diet. And they're taking a pill, and they think you know they think they're they're in happy land. And the problem is, it, it has to come back. It has has to come home to roost. Uh, you, you, this, you can't get away from this without correcting your diet. To correct this the right way and the healthy way is to correct your diet. No Everything else is a dog and pony show in my eyes. I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, to get a free consultation with Doctor Ron Sinagra, uh, make a phone call, folks. Free of charge. I'll analyze everything. I'll tell you exactly the game plan. 631-563-1444. And I implore you to go to that website, Sunrise Wellness Center, L-I. Jay, you have yourself a beautiful week, and I'll speak to you next Tuesday. You got it. The great Sinagra checking in on this Tuesday. At three minutes uh, to the top, Jake, let's check out our traffic, our weather. We got the captain waiting in the wings.